We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, welcome to the Pacific Catch postgame show. We are recording this after the Warriors' victory over the Rockets. A back-to-back double for the Warriors. This is the first one of the season? First time they felt like they've played two games in a row. That that has been good this season. So, a good, a, a finally, a good stretch for our uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know, rainy day, I ordered some Pacific Catch delicious just a perfect meal for a saturday 5 30 rainy warriors game obviously had to hit the noodle time menu went with the hawaiian salmon um bowl delicious also got some of the shrimp dumpling tots highly recommend i'm I mean, you see i'm smiling ear to ear <laughs> the mood the vibes are immaculate in this Fandiari household right does, now. Does, does your kid get to? He doesn't get. He's not able to eat ramen yet, is he? He's not able to eat noodles, <laughs> is he? Honestly, he could, but oh. well, I haven't. That's a fair question. He did not have it tonight, which is the okay. important part. Okay. Um, but but I think I think he's ready to. I mean, it, it it's so so when when you have a, a young child, it's like uh, you don't want too much too many complex foods, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe when the Warriors win next time, they don't shoot 55 threes in a quarter. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the kid gets, uh, get some dumplings. Um, anyway, the, the Pacific coach, Pacific catch, excuse me, post game show, um, kind of an exhausting Warriors game, but, but I think I'm pretty happy regardless, Sam. So where do, where do we begin today, man? So I think there's a few things, but we yeah. should probably begin with Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, eight threes, 14 for 19, 36 points, his season high, hilarious. Uh, should have nine threes, but he, uh, you know, foot on the line, pulled the KD. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, Wiggs is, I think that I, I, there's so many positive things to say about him, but I, I just have to say it, you know. If you told me when the Warriors acquired him, he would become a good player for the Warriors. Epic. I could see it. I could see them unlocking something. If you told me Wiggins would turn into like a 45% on volume, just knock down borderline Clay Thompson shooter, I'd be like, 
get the fuck out of here. And and that's kind of how he feels. And it's not just this season. It's like last year. He, The shooting is so confident. It is incredible what he's transformed into as a Golden State Warrior. The go, the Clay Thompson comp makes sense because I, I, I tweet, he to me feels like at this point, actually Clay Thompson. He, he is who Clay Thompson was in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19 uh, at this level that he's playing at right now. He's a volume three point shooter at a 40% plus clip. He's defending the quick guards. Uh, he's not, it's not like Clay, he's not doing like crazy splash plays, but he's doing it correctly to the scouting report. Um, and he's a guy that efficient, man. Perfect second option to Clay, just consistent, which is kind of what Clay was back then. You know, now it's a little bit different with him and Poole. But yeah, man, Wiggins is just that guy, night in, night out, and you just throw him out there, and you just sometimes forget about what he what he brings to the table because he just does it so. We do this with Steph. It's just that Steph is so good that we're just like, well, he's he, the splash plays are there. But sometimes Wiggins, you're just like 35 minutes of just really freaking good basketball, and tonight. It was way more than that, right? Probably maybe even the best player on the court, 36 points, just plus 34, which is insane. Just, I don't, is he an all-star? I know some people ask that. I don't really care, but he definitely has to be again if he was last season, no matter how, because he's better than he was last season. Tell you that right now. He is better than he was last season. Yeah, he's, he's what he was last season with 10 times more confidence and probably a little more skill improvement. So like, yes, a bunch better than he was last year. I like you saying, I don't care if he's an all-star because I'm with you. You know, like it's not that important. What matters to me is I know he is a high impact player who matters when games matter. That was something I did not know last December. Last December 3rd, I was like, he's playing well, but can I trust Wiggins when it comes to playoff time? I wasn't there yet, personally. Right now, 100% 100% there. We saw him do it last playoffs. He basically um, proved every critic wrong and just kind of shut every doubt off. And he's just built upon it. Like he's yeah. uh, he's probably the second most consistent offensive, second most consistent player on his team. Um, just all around awesome play on the league. I, I don't, he's probably one of the best two way wings in the league right now. Uh, I just think he's like how you know how Looney is just an elite role player. Uh, yeah, I think it, and I think people don't care about that because in the regular season, he doesn't get any points. He doesn't really get any flashy stats. He doesn't he just look doesn't look like he's he's good at basketball. But when it comes into the postseason, he's that guy. He could play 25 points, 25 minutes easy. I think same with Wiggins. I don't know how flashy he is either. It's not like he's dunking the ball left and right, right? Even though he's super athletic, he's not. He doesn't dribble no, the you, ball. You, he doesn't you, do anything. You get that highlight like once every two to three weeks. He, he yeah, he's not that guy. He had a good dunk against Minnesota, but he always does it against Minnesota. But I think at this point, you, you're talking about two of the best. They're not the same, but you're talking about two of the best elite for Wiggins two way wings, especially in the postseason. And then Looney as just like a pure role player big man. I just. Don't think you've got anything better than those guys, which is why the Warriors have the best net rating with the starting lineup with Steph, Looney, Wiggins, and then Draymond. And it feels like at this point, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson are interchangeable. It doesn't matter. You throw one in, they're going to crush you. I'll go a step farther. I don't think the net rating would change if they put Moses Moody. In there right now, like, and I'm not, not saying because he had a good saying, game tonight. Maybe not. I'm not yeah. saying he can do what Poole and Clay can do because he's not at that level yet. 
but like the machine is so built around Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney. It's like just put in a dude who can shoot and move off ball, and it's gonna work when they have him at the two guard position a little bit there. Yep. Yep. I agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think it's worth calling out that uh, they they are taking a lot of threes. I saw a one Andy Lou, and I'm trying to put this on the screen right now, which is why I'm stalling. Yep. I saw a one Andy Lou tweet this during the game a few times uh, that the Warriors are taking too many threes. Um, just to put the numbers up here, they took 52 threes tonight. They made 25 of them, which is always going to work. Um, Last night, and we're doing the double back-to-back recap here. Last night, they took 50. So they're, they're back-to-back games to taking 53s. And I saw you mention this a few times during the game, so I want, I want to just you know pass the mic over to you, opine on this. Do you think they're shooting too many threes? Uh, so you can never say a team shoots too many if they have Steph and Poole, and w- especially Wiggins tonight and Clay. I, I do think there are moments that this team does need to understand you don't need to shoot a three you probably shouldn't and i think it's two separate occasions number one it's those times when steph is on the floor you don't have to play the way you play when steph is on the floor anthony lamb standing out there in the corner jonathan kaminga is not cutting moses moody is kind of floating around and then you've got draymond and Poole doing like a two-man game running around and and nothing happens right and nobody's cutting nobody's even trying to shoot a mid-range jumper don't play the way that Steph plays when Steph isn't on the floor because that's not what's going to make you successful. So that's one thing that I tweeted that essentially during that run. 
right. then the second thing is they're shooting a lot of threes in crunch time, which we saw in, in Dallas. And I, you know, I kind of felt like that was a good loss. I felt like it was fine, but I think this team tends to just shoot way too many when the game is on the line. Not many teams at the NBA have great rim protection guys. I mean, there's probably only a handful of the elite defenses have that. And I think the Warriors, they just get content to do that because that's the style of play throughout the first 40-plus minutes. They end up doing it the last five. So it's frustrating, but Steph comes back in and he makes two threes and the game is over, right? So I just think it's hard. It's hard without veterans to switch up a style to go from shooting 15 threes with Steph and, and Wiggs and Poole, all of a sudden you've got Kaminga, Moody, and Lamb, and all of a sudden you're like, well, let's play a completely different style. I just – I don't know how you can do that, but they probably should stop doing that. So do you think it's uh, an issue of them – do you think it's an issue of discipline or um, general ball movement that's leading I, to them here? I, I, I do think it's – it's mostly the former, right? I think, and I think that's because they have too many guys that they're like, for example, it's pool Moody and Kaminga, which is what I keep pointing out. Those guys are young, especially Kaminga and Moody, and they don't play basketball. They just, they don't, they each game, they play like 10 minutes max. So it's hard to tell them you should do what Andre Godala used to do, which is rain turn it back. The, yeah. yeah, rain it back, not turn the ball over and just kind of, Make it the game super boring, but maybe don't go minus 10 in those minutes and don't turn the ball over and don't take stupid shots. But it's hard to expect those guys to do that because I'm trying to figure out if Kaminga can just play basketball like a normal human being. <laughs> so it's hard, to, it's hard to expect them to do what Iguodala and Sean Livingston did. So I think it's kind of the, it's just kind of unfair. But But then you've got guys out there like, not knowing what to do and they're just playing the way that the starters play and that's not going to work. That's an interesting point because it's like, um, and Draymond made this point earlier in the season. We're used to the second unit coming in and kind of slowing the game down and trying to just essentially buy five to seven minutes, you know, like just basically keep the game the same level, buy some time right now. The second unit's trying to go in there and show what they can do in many ways. It's like a lot of like, this is my time to shine. And um, it leads to like this, this wide variance. Like sometimes it works. Sometimes it's minus 10, like you said. I mean, so, so what would you do to add to the second unit to set it all down? Because Steve, Steve went with the Draymond, like Draymond be the adult in the room and get everyone in their place move, but he can't play 48 minutes. He can't, he can't. And I think two things, I think that the Draymond, the Draymond, this was kind of one game, maybe isolated to a couple games, but Mm -hmm. um. I think the I think you may have to go without the land minutes. I think the it's expiring. Really? The, t- the time is expiring for me because I think there are players that are starting to understand the game more. I think Moses Moody tonight was one. It's hard to play Lamb and then you've got now you've got Kaminga and Moody next to him, or you take Moody out and put Jermichael Green next to him. Dude, that's three guys that can't dribble. And all and all of them can't really shoot either. Like, I know Lamb's shooting 40%, but uh, it's not it's not a real 40% to me. And so all of a sudden you gotta pick. You've got to pick some guys. You can't just have three stiffs out there that can't – if they're not going to cut, which they aren't, then you've got to at least have some guys that can at least move the ball, which is why it brings me to what I thought was hilarious last night since we're doing a double recap. Did you see Steve Kerr's reaction with a friend of the show, Alex Caruso, after the game? <laughs> <laughs> I, they just need guys that know how to play basketball, man. They, they just need guys like that on the bench, which is what has always made them successful. Always, always, always. And 
if if you think Moses Moody going to get there, then you got to let him play. You got to just let him play then, Steve Kerr, because what you're doing right now with with if you're going to throw Moody and Kaminga and Lamb out there, it's not going to happen. Or Jermichael Green, it's not going to happen. None of those guys move, and none of those guys can dribble. Is Alex Caruso like the most meant to be a Warrior player <laughs> of all time? Like, forget the reality of it because it's unlikely they can pull off a trade for him. Um, I mean, maybe they could, but who knows? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Is he not just the most Steve Kerr player of all time? Just a phenomenal defender, pass first player, not interested in shooting the ball. Could just, <laughs> just wants to be the adult on the floor with, with, with pool, with moody, with whoever it may be. It is. It's perfect. And, and again, won a championship on that Lakers team. You know, we, we talk about how fake that one is. Still won it. It's not a real shit. <laughs> but you remember how great, like, that team had a ton of great role players, though, huh? Like, you look back on that Lakers team. and you're <laughs> Yeah, I mean, can you can you believe they traded all those guys for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> Kuzma, KCP, and Alex Caruso. Those are three guys that, tell you what, if the Warriors had one of those guys right now, I don't know about Kuzma. He, he's always an interesting guy, but he's having a good season. But those three guys, you talk about three great role players. <laughs> Those would be perfect on the Warriors right now. I think they're missing. We always talk about they're missing that one guy and whether it should be a big or whether it should be a wing. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's one of them. I think either of them works. I think just maybe a veteran that just knows how to play basketball. Um, that's, that's it. That's kind of what the Warriors just need is so that so that things just don't get crazy because I'm sitting there watching the, what, the start of the fourth quarter tonight and the start of the fourth quarter last night, and I'm just like, man, this is, this is, this is ugly stuff. I, I don't, I don't. I still don't know if this team is a right now. Obviously, if you, you cut this rotation down to seven, eight people in the playoffs, but right now for them to get through the regular season, like I don't, I don't know how confident I am. And we saw Steph tweak his ankle tonight. We saw I was going to say tweak. that that pulls up to the that pulls up to you the know? next point, which is both Poole and Steph. Obviously, Steph the more well, the, the tweak their ankles, and the Warriors have been lucky so far this season. They haven't had to deal with anything, and they're thirteen and eleven. And they've been able to kind of get away with it a little bit just by virtue of the NBA schedule. But like at some point, someone's yep. going to tweak something and they can they can withstand Clay tweaking something because they got decent depth at his position. But if it's Steph or Draymond, I don't think they have enough players on this team to get by with those guys missing extended period of time the way they did last year. Um, and that's that's something to consider, too. Yeah, no chance. I, I was literally looking at the step tweak, and I was like, all right, he misses three games. They lose all three. I mean, how how good a pot or, or Draymond, like you're saying. So that's going to happen, I think, regardless. It's just how the NBA goes. You can't you can't go unscathed. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's 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 something to think about. Jordan, at least at least they look fine. Looks like Jordan Poole is fine. Looks like Steph is fine. So they've got they've got one on Indiana on Monday, which which they should play. Let's talk a little Moses Moody, and then let's let's see where we can go from there. Yeah. We have a quote from friend of the show, Steve Kerr, which I'm going to throw in the chat. Uh-oh. And once again, I'm being slow with it. So Uh-oh. we're going to delay this. Uh-oh. Um, Most Moody was interesting tonight, though. He, he was. He looked like he hadn't played regularly. And yeah. he made all those mistakes uh, from friend of the show, Shana Rubin. Steve Kerr on Moses Moody's minutes. Moses is someone I believe in as a human being. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it takes a lot of character to come off the bench and shake all the cobwebs off and hit those big shots and play important minutes. Um, 
first off, Steve, just with the, I believe in him as a human being. What a Modern living is unfair. Like, what? The guy reads a lot of books. That's that's for sure. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he reads a lot. Of, but he's uh, he's he's right though. Like on on the hard, it's hard to it's hard to play like that. You know how you know what I think Steve Kerr thinks of Moses Moody as. I think he sees a lot of himself in Moses Moody. I think he sees uh, like the end of the bench veteran that can just come in and be ready to play like Damian Lee and, and JTA and Bielitsa and, and those guys were, I think Steve Kerr's just like, you know, who's a guy that I can just sit on a bench and just, if I need him to come in and just make a play, I could be relatively confident that could happen is Moses Moody. Like, I think that's how he feels about Moses Moody. I don't think you can feel that confident about a Kaminga. I think Kaminga, you kind of need to have him consistently play 15 minutes right? where he, he's going to be, he's going to be always focused. And Steve Crowd a quote about the team lacking focus, which I agree is I think Moses Moody is always going to be somewhat consistent, but that also begs the question, if he's always going to be somewhat consistent, why doesn't he play more? but then you know maybe you argue that his position his his minutes would come at the expense of someone like Dante DiVincenzo who by the way was was not great tonight in the second half so maybe he takes some of those minutes but you've got a bit of a crunch there because he's not you can't really play him in Anthony Lamb's minutes which no they play different I mean like as as frustrating as as Lamb's minutes can be like he plays a four five Moody's a two three and then you'd have to shift Kaminga. So do you think Kaminga play the fort, right? Uh, like now you're kind of moving that around. So may- I think maybe you try to make those minutes happen because I, I just – I think you do have to figure out a way for Moses to, for Moses to, to get Moody to play basketball because I don't know if he's too good, but the same story with Wiseman. You got to figure – you got to figure something. What, you're just not going to play Oh, him? I think I think he's too good. I th- he – it reminds me more of, of Jordan Poole. Mm. Where I'm not sure how good he is, but I know he can play to some degree. Uh, like you said, four for five tonight, 11 points in 17 minutes. Uh, he understands where to be. Like, does he make young player mistakes? Yes. But like, um, I would say he's pretty re- ready to play for this Warriors team. He understands how to move off ball, he'll swing the ball most of the time, um, and he can really shoot it. In general, like I think that's the most important thing. He can really shoot it at an NBA level right now. Yep. And I understand the numbers crunch. You have uh you have Steph and Clay, duh. And then you have Jordan Poole, and then you got Dante, who's kind of different, but someone you want to throw in there as well. All of a sudden you're like, where where's minutes coming from? Right. Because they also got uh Wiggins on the wing and maybe Kuminga. Um I understand all that, but he, you got to do a better job getting him into it because he he can play, and uh, for the betterment of the team, he's got to be a little bit of a rotation piece. I agree. Yeah, they have to have to find a way. You can't just – if it's downshifting Kaminga, if it's getting a big so that they can play another big because it's not like Jermichael Green's been great, right? So no. they've just – they've you're right. They've got to figure out a way. If Even if it's going small, then I, I don't know, but you're right. I, I don't I don't know. Jordan Poyo was becoming pretty clear when they had sent him down to the G League. And it was like, hey, you like this guy? Like, I don't know if Moses Moody is like that, but I still do believe in him. Um, but yeah, they they need they need him to figure out because even with Dante DiVincenzo, who played well, I think, yesterday, mm-hmm. I don't think he's someone that's like, yeah, he's a set and forget 25 minutes a game. I don't think he's that guy either because you, you watch him shoot the ball and – I feel like he should be a better shooter than he is. He's not. He missed all his threes. Very tonight. confident shooter. 
he takes a lot. Of, he takes a lot of weird threes too. It's not like they're corner threes. It's not like they're really open threes. Sometimes it's like he, 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 yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> he comes off the screen and it's above the break, two feet behind the arc, and he just pulls it. It's like holy fuck, dude. Like you're not, you're not Clay. You're not, you're not Wiggins, right? So it's like, what, what are we doing here? So, uh, but his defense is good and his passing is fine. So he, he he's a guy that should be playing. But maybe those are some minutes that Moses Moody can steal because it sounds like, I'm like Kaminga. He just come in there and he's ready to ball. Like he doesn't need five minutes to warm up. He's ready to go. So someone, yeah. someone, someone, they're going to be on the road. They're going to be on the road and they're going to have to, they're going to get guys that are going to be resting. Right. So they're going to have to figure some stuff out here. My last thought on it is we all agree. They have players and too many players for the one through three and not enough players for the four and five. So like, if you can't figure out how to downshift to make it work, it's the most obvious trade thing of all time. It's like, hey, we have too many guys who play the two and the three and not enough guys who play the four and the five. It's it's not that complicated, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. now, what they can do to make it, that can't be complicated. But, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, if Moody was two inches taller, a lot of their rotation issues would probably be solved because you're just yeah. playing at the four, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it is what it is. But it's like, it's clear he's too good to play. Or to not play, and they're yeah. just trying to figure it out. And it I'm, is what I'm, it is. I'm looking at the. I mean, part of it too is like Clay's out tonight, so that that certainly helps him. But that's why I had minutes I, tonight. Yeah, that's literally the reason. That's the only reason why. But Jermichael Green, ten minutes, and then Anthony Lamb, seventeen. Can you can you move those minutes together and give mm-hmm. some to Moody, right? But then if Clay comes back. He's probably not going to play. But Dante Divincenzo played twenty tonight, so I don't know. It, it, it's weird. Where they have, they kind of have a minutes crunch, but you can't really tell me that guys like Green, DiVincenzo, Kaminga should be playing set minutes. Like you can't tell me. So that. it's a position crunch, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. um, they have too many. They have too many two guards and not enough like power forwards or whatever you want to call it. Right? It's. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like watching the Giants last year. You always make the comparison. I mean, it's it's just they got they've got a lot of platoon guys, but none of them are actually that good. So they're just, <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to make it hat right, right? But the Offense is still is still pretty pretty mediocre, but um, you're right. I, I do think, you know, I think Steve knows that he's he's gonna have to play. I think it's pretty clear, man. It's pretty clear. And, and I, understand, I understand it. It's like he doesn't think he's a four. He's like Lamb can play the four, so that's why that's why he goes that way. Like I'm sure he'd rather play Moses, but like he's not a he's not a power forward. It is yeah. what it is. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, let's let's get to some uh, some goonery. We got a couple Should couple uh, super, super chats test. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! It doesn't look that bad. Not a fan of the fade. Not a fan of the fade. 
I always, I always get a fade. I just usually wear a hat. This is why uh, I'm going to wear a hat from now on because you uh, guys, you guys, you guys are going to make my guy self-conscious. Yeah. I, on the <laughs> other hand, never get self-conscious. So let's see. We keep it moving. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. All right. Let's see. Is, is big Jim gone? If you're pairing Dre this summer, or if you're paying Dre this summer, makes no sense for big Jim to still be here and not be playing all. Uh, is he playing this year? Um, too early to big Jim. He's not. No, he's not playing this year. Stop <laughs> too early. Don't give me the too early. Get out of here. It's not playing this year. Yeah. I mean, I can we talk <laughs> about Draymond real quick though. Yeah. Let's talk about Draymond. It's more fun. Uh, I thought I'm trying to think of the polite way to put this, but if you do not understand how talented he is, I, I just can't talk basketball with you anymore. Honestly, like people seem to think talent, has to do with size and athleticism. Meanwhile, Draymond Green is the key to everything the Warriors do outside of Steph Curry. He's he's been playing phenomenal basketball in every facet of the game. This is the most I've seen him attack the basket. It's the best I've seen him shoot the ball in years. And um the defense and the just the general leadership on both ends of the floor, as good as they always are. Honestly, I wonder if he needs to punch more teammates. Like <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like, I threw up a poll. If he, would you be willing to allow Draymond to punch Steph in the face if I'm at 40 plus percent from the three point line? <laughs> I think, I think Steph can handle it. I think he's tough. I think Draymond, I think Draymond is in Russia somewhere in a prison if, uh, if he ends up punching <laughs> Steph. Um, I look, Draymond looked exhausted tonight back second half of the back end of the back to back but dude he looks incredible uh last night was incredible hits the huge three at the end defensively i, I will say one thing about draymond defensively he's slower on the perimeter guys I, I don't know how good he is switching out on defenders anymore but he is still an all-time help defender nobody better never seen anybody better he makes routine help defensive plays that if I saw if I saw any other player make, I would jump out of my seat. I mean, you know me, I love defense. If I see a player that does that, I'd be like, yo, like, you know, that that guy is a max contract. And you see Draymond do that at least five times a night. He's over here saying he knows what you're doing. He knows what you're doing before you do it. Every like he makes he he spoils you because he blows up what they do before it happens. Every time. And it I will say this. Draymond's one of those guys that most people don't appreciate until he's not there. And then it's like a layup line on your team. And you're like, why aren't they defending? It's like, well, I don't know, because they don't have the dude who's fucking spoon feeding them everything at all times. You know? Well, we watched it early this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? We watched them. We literally watched them give up buckets left and right now. I do think the Warriors, they are still struggling. I don't even think there's a league average defense right now still. Uh, and some of that is, is uh, because of that. So, because of the early season struggle. So I, I you know, I, I do think rough kind of start to the season has, has made their defense look bad. It has gotten better, but I do think there are still some holes defensively with this team. Uh, by the way, shout out to Karima for, for pushing out the, uh, the, the keep it up sticker there. I also saw a chat that the, from William Mitchell, the Warriors are the 16th now. So there you go. The Warriors have breaking news on the show right now. The Warriors are out no of the longer, play game. No longer a playing team. Ooh. It's over. We're back. Uh, parade on Monday. 
I uh, imagine if the Warriors didn't fuck around the first ten games of the season, you know, they'd be they they'd probably be chasing the Suns right now for the best record in the NBA. Um, it that's might not be eighteen thought, and two. That's what but, I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, which you know was a mistake on my part, but it's like you know, it's kind of like it's kind of funny watching this whole thing play out because it's like as bad as their start was, it doesn't really seem like it matters. <laughs> like they're they win against they win. They go four of the next five. They might be the two seed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tough road trip coming up. But, I mean, just imagine if they go, you know, they have won three more games to start the season. Instead of three and seven, they're six and four, like a normal team, right? And all of a sudden now they're they're a, six, they're a 16 and – let me do the math – 16 and eight team. And that's it's a first-place team, the Warriors right now, if they had just started the season normally. so. But, again, I think part of that is urgency. They are playing with urgency right now. You can see them start these games. I think Steve Kerr talked about that was the best quarter that he's seen this team play this season. And then they kind of they kind of lose it and, and let it go to shit because I think they're like, well, we're up 25. We can kind of relax. And I think in today's modern NBA, you kind of can't do that. All teams can make bullshit threes or they could just kind of get back in the game quickly. But, you know, this this team, when they're focused, is elite, man, as, as we expected. All right, let's, let's, let's cut this one short tonight. I just have one last topic before right. we get out of here. Right. Um, the Warriors play the Pacers on Monday. Mm. Then they go to Utah on Wednesday. And then they're back for the Boston Celtics on Saturday before they hit the long road trip, the, the Milwaukee, Indiana, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. New York, New York road trip. Um, I'm, cons- I'm wondering, what do you think they do this next week for these three games? we got the Pacers at home. Um, I'm assuming Stefan Pooler cool, even though they both. Uh, tweet- Steve said they're all right. Steve said they're okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just get a word anytime I see it. It's, it's shocking. Doesn't matter how many years we've seen it with Steph. <laughs> every time, every time the limp comes, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck um, me. Yeah, yeah. And then Indiana, they, you know, Indy's tough. Or sorry, Utah. Utah's always tough at home. In Utah, yeah, in Utah, they're always tough at home. Even if they're slumping now, they're finally coming down to earth. Newsflash: not the best team in the league. Um, and then you got, and then the Warriors come home with a long rest before the Celtics. What do you want to see this week? What do you want to see? Uh, record-wise, they got to win two, two of those. They have to. They have to. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, you know, they have to. Indiana's a must-win. I think Utah's kind of falling apart. They lost tonight again to Portland. If I if I have that correct, I think I just saw them lose to Portland. Um, I, I think they're a team that's that's ready to fall apart. Um, and we might see them selling by the trade deadline. Uh, so I think that's a win that that that's a win that they should make. And then I think the Boston game is that that's that's the one that's the barometer. So that's actually the game I care about the most, like yeah. everyone else. But that to me, why I care about it is one, they're rested, like you said, they're coming into that game first Saturday night national TV game of the season. Boston's rolling. They got the league's best offense. They've got Jason Tatum, the MVP. They've got the best defense. NBA Finals match. And honestly, the Warriors haven't played a good team in weeks. Right, part of this run that they've made is kind of going well, through. I mean, how many good teams are there in the league? By your the standards, league. sure, sure, right. There's it's, just two, right? There's a, yeah. there's only two we care about, right? Yeah, I mean, they haven't. They've played Phoenix, right? So they lost to them, but that was before they made their run. Yeah, but, right? but fans, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just yeah, right. I'm just saying, regular season wise, they haven't played Denver, they, New Orleans. They they bench their guys. They haven't played Memphis, so they haven't really played these quote unquote, you know, maybe maybe really good teams in the NBA so far in the Western Conference. Boston is that team. So they go into that game. They should be, you know, maybe 15 and 11 going into that game. How good are the Warriors right now? Because, yes, if it's a game seven on Saturday, I'm taking the Warriors because they're going to do a seven-man rotation, but they're not. I want to I wanna know how they stack up against Boston because Boston's playing better than they did last season. 
They're a better team, and the Warriors are not a better team than they are that they than last many, season right now. How many teams in the NBA? Be honest with me. How many teams in the NBA do you think can beat the Warriors in a seven game series? Right now, yeah. Right now, um, yeah. Like no no roster changes. Like you just yeah yeah yeah. With the way the teams are playing right now, and, and just too. to be just to be clear, I'm saying relative health and no weird circumstances like the Warriors are rolling in our healthy roster how many teams are you concerned about two there's two who are those two teams the, they're the two teams that have to play each other so it's really only one so it's boston and milwaukee and maybe the lakers lakers look good lakers look boston milwaukee boston milwaukee you just sound like you're he- heading down to la and you're just trying to get some good oil I am heading down to LA next week. Disney. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know you. I know you, you, you're going to you're going to K Town. You just don't want to be hated. Um, um, no, I agree. I agree with you. So my so my broad point, my my question for you is: I consider Boston and Milwaukee litmus tests for the Warriors team. Yeah, yeah. I think they can beat them. I'm not convinced that the roster, the way it is right now, can beat them. And I want to watch that game. So I can have an appropriate um, kind of test for where they're at. Like, hey, man, if I watch that game and I'm like, man, they just they just need another big. Someone needs to develop or something like that. That's cool. But at least I know it. So I, I just want to watch it. That's that's my thing that I want to see. Um, I, I, I want to see how they defend those guys, too. Right. Like if Steph goes yeah. for 45 and they win, it's like, well, I've seen this before. I mean, I've seen this in the NBA finals. This is so Steph's greatest game no less than five months ago. But you're right. What if what if they just what if they lock up Jalen Brown but they just can't guard Jason Tatum and it's like well the losses of GP two and and Otto Porter and just kind of the I, the relative IQ on the team now all of a sudden they can't guard the 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 Celtics because they don't have smart sure. enough defenders maybe that's the issue um, and, and I some, I kind of think that's the issue but I think this year's offense is better I think they're gonna have a better easier time scoring against Boston but I don't know how they can guard them so yeah to your point what 40, are the, 48 minutes of loon that's that's like that's I mean, kind of the answer right a now. Lot. Solves a lot. Robert Williams is going to play, right? He hasn't played all season. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that those are, that's one of the guys that I think the Warriors had some issues with, even though he was kind of playing on one leg at that point. But, um, man, that's a, that's going to be a great game. I the, the, the league does have two great teams right now, and I think the Warriors are right there with them. They're probably the third, like a little bit, maybe a, maybe a tier below. I would say right now, of course, like just the way they're playing right now. I'd say a tier below, but, you know, next Saturday tells us a lot. I'm gonna miss Last. that game. I, I realize I'm gonna miss that game. I will actually be in Disneyland. It just hit me, so I will watch. <laughs> I will watch it on my phone. I'll watch it on my phone. <laughs> All right, we'll get out of here. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back after the Pacer game. Night. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.